0: Hello friends, konnichiwa, and welcome to Banter Podcast. This podcast is a conversational experience that starts off with your usual buffoonery, if you will, and then we let it organically grow into something deeper and much more meaningful. You know, we get to challenge each other's insights and perspectives, share stories, all that good stuff. So lock it up, let your hair down, and get your beaks wet, because we're going places. Poof. Guess who's back Motherfucker Our amphibian friends <laughs> It's the been a di- while The baby dinos It's It's been uh, I don't even know how long it's been But it's been pre-COVID Yeah That's when we stopped And a lot of you are probably thinking That we should have Kept the momentum going During COVID But hey shit Agree to happens, disagree man. Yeah. We had to work on some shit Yeah we had some stuff to do I it's, mean we uh, could have But we didn't yeah. So, what
1: uh, I got some uh incoming jerk chicken
0: that's not even a joke. So, I ordered jerk chicken, it should be coming and it's going to be part of the podcast. But you know what? We're doing it live, we're just happy to be back. We're going shake to the, shake, the, uh, shake the dust off a little bit, yeah, shake the rump. So, I don't know if we have a particular topic or subject in mind, but I think we're just going to kind of you know just get it rolling, just get our big sweat, just don't you know, do what we do. That's it. we have a lot to talk about a lot to a lot of stuff to catch up on with each other mm-hmm. um, because yeah we've well Nate's been working I've been on and off work and then we've been meeting up intermittently with um, some of the other guys that we that we ride bikes with Shouts to the boys shouts to the boys the lane maker crew oh, gang more to come on that one gang one day. gang um So yeah, COVID, COVID times. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Anything in particular that's kind of tickling your fancy at the moment? Or a lot. lot. There's like so much and then there's like nothing. COVID. Okay. How about this question? We're pretty much in stage two, approaching stage three of reopening the GTA or Toronto for that matter, right? Mm Mm-hmm. From Today, scaling all the way back to that night when we realized things are actually going to be shut down. I think I remember we were actually together with Tone, our friend Tone. Um, Oh, yeah. We were at his place, and we were supposed to go to an event, a music event, and they shut it down the night of. And then that's when we were like, yeah, stuff's getting serious. Things are shutting down. Mm -hmm. And then that was probably March early March yeah I want to say mid-March mid-March so that was the last time uh pretty much from mid-March to now what would be like your recap or feeling of this whole experience would it be like positive (laughs) or negative what happened with throughout the whole COVID scenario Um, I'm
1: normally an optimist so I would say it's positive but at the same time, uh, feels like a long, bad dream. I keep telling people that. It just feels like a long, bad dream. It it still feels surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you mean what, in
0: terms of a bad dream though? Like like a nightmare type of a. Not even
1: not even a nightmare, just like a fucking like a shitty situation and there's all like the whole economy's like reset essentially. Mm-hmm. And Everyone's this, a lot of people are just going about their shit like it's just normal. And there's not like, we don't have insight to the future of like our position in society, in a sense. Like everybody's just kind of talking. Nobody really knows what's going to be happening. So it's like a weird gray area Hmm. in terms of like even people's jobs, but people are still like going out like normal some people want to go back into the economy like how it was but a lot of things have reset a lot of businesses have altered how they operate so it's just like a weird new territory to be in Mm
0: -hmm. i guess yeah i mean i agree with that because that makes sense those are like i think you were just spitting spitting straight facts But like in terms of feeling on, mm-hmm. my, on my, you know, on my behalf or from my part, I feel like it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Like I feel like we needed it, mm-hmm. like the world needed to get shaken up. And aside from all the tragedy and you know death and um, kind of like missed or lost time, I think like it was a good thing. It was like. I, the world is starting to. The world was starting to come together at one point. If it's not like fighting each other, it's like we all have to fight off this, you know, this virus or this um, this pandemic, right? It was like one big community. But then, within those three or four months, a lot of other shit happened too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the George Floyd thing, a lot of the protests, the BLM movement, a lot of the political. Um, Unrest. a lot of the political divide. Mm-hmm. I think it was even magnified even more than normal because, yeah, the eyes are always on the U.S. and the world kind of not revolves around it but pays attention to what's going on. You get a lot
1: like- of uh, pent-up energy to people sitting at home and not really, uh, you know, being outside, talking to other people, So Yeah They were just I think it was a a mix Of a bunch of A bunch of shit That caused like A huge boom In terms of The Political sphere And Human rights No like even, Even us though Like our lifestyles Like Everything's kinda Like segmented Like hangouts And Like our own Personal lives In terms of like Work and stuff Because we saw each other A lot more so um like before all this shit so now it's like I think um a lot of people have just been become comfortable in terms of like what they're sharing in their life versus like I think everything's just more isolated in a way so I'm trying to become more um conscious about sharing like my life instead of just saying oh work's good or whatever right. Like, you don't get those stories of, oh, I was on the streetcar, I was on my commute, and some fuck shit happened. Yeah. It's not really happening like that anymore. Like, even shopping and shit. Like, I've been to Loblaws, like the grocery store here, like twice since COVID. I was just ordering everything online
0: before. True. So everything's in a weird loop. Yeah, I think routine is a big factor that people realize that they've been either not taking it for granted, but it really put them... Put a lot of people that rely on routine and um, like a sense of normalcy. I think it really jarred a lot of people, mm-hmm. including like finances and business and scheduling, because the world had to pivot. Which I don't know is it's kind of impressive at the same time, because like I don't know, like the population pretty much the entire population had to kind of chime into this thing to to keep humanity going mm-hmm. you know like so another pandemic like the black plague or whatever or you know like those historic things i'm like terrible with history but <laughs> i think you know this yeah. like looking back and about i mean say in another three to five years when we look back on this time we're gonna be like holy shit like i can't
1: i can't summarize 2020 a uh, few people have asked me to some i can't
0: really yeah, if 2020 was a song. What song would it be?
1: Nickelback song for sure.
0: Apparently, they're recording a new, uh, they're releasing yes. a new album I hope in 2020.
1: How if they go on tour in
0: 2020?
1: Yeah, they they're were, on.
0: They they actually <laughs> tweeted and uh they said, if you didn't think 2020 could become any <laughs> yes. worse, prepare for our oh, new shit. album being launched he- this year. Yeah. So they actually have a sense of humor to it. Yeah. And I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm gonna put this out there might pre-order I, that shit i never thought nickelback was that bad oh uh, you're like my mom bro <laughs> my fucking mom after
1: all these years says that this year actually she's just
0: like i actually like nickelback i'm like oh, what it's not that i like him like i don't have any other songs or in your playlist but like when it's on it's like i don't cringe that hard i but called her is. out on
1: it i'm like what fucking songs do you like and then she got confused with like another band so Creed? i was like thank god <laughs> i don't know who it was but Lying she's Ellen? like I'm like, listen to these songs again. She listened to them. She's like, actually, you're right. I don't really like Nickelback. I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah, they're like the most. Continue being my mother
0: now. They're like the most hated band. But What's your I, favorite Nickelback song? Um, Someday. How's it go? Oh, I'm not going to sing that. Come on, man. I think it's called I'll Someday. I'll get the guitar right now. Someday. <laughs> that's all I remember Look I just at know this that. photograph I don't, know if that's, I don't think that's the one That's Photograph That's why That's called Photograph? I think so Oh okay
1: Yo you I know what's sure. actually crazy? I think it's that song um, They have this music video And the concept of it is Everybody Of course Chad Kroger Is just hitting the fucking block And wherever the fuck He's from Calgary, Vancouver The fuck He's just walking down the block And everybody has um, A countdown Timer above their head He's looking at only he can see this countdown timer as he's walking through the crowds of people and everybody has their own countdown timer when they're going to die. So some it oh. shows like two days, some shows like 17 years left and he sees like everybody's timer. So this is a music video? Yeah, it's what it's a fucking Nickelback music video, dog.
0: Man, see? Fucking If gem. you can remember that and you were impacted by that video, Nickelbacking's so bad. Changed my life. <laughs> Made me cherish every moment. You get a change for every nickel back you receive. <laughs> trying to go back to the gym soon, man. Forgot about the gym, man. Gyms are getting canceled. <laughs> cancel culture. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I Still mean, right. it's, I think it's been around for a little while, but people are really starting to, I think, call call it out a little more often because it's a little more on the surface now, I think.
1: Are they calling out cancel culture or canceling people?
0: I think... I think Cancel culture has existed for a while, but mm. um, other people weren't really holding cancel culturists accountable. <laughs> like, and I think, you know, for instance, like whatever, canceling certain comedians without knowing the full story. Mm-hmm. Chris Crystalia. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on with that now. Like I heard certain allegations, but even mm. like that, Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can't really speak for Louis C.K. I don't really know the full story either, but. Nope. But yeah, like I think certain people are like, I'm not supporting, I'm canceling this person. And and they'd get mad at other people if they weren't on board with canceling them out. Like it would always be an emotional argument or they would cancel the other person out. So, say if like you liked this artist, say you liked uh, Michael Jackson, and I was like, and I'm the cancel culturist person, right? For instance, I'm like, well, Michael Jackson did all these things allegedly, and then you're like, well, okay, what if he did? But I still like his respect his music and what he did for the for the pop industry, and I would be like, well, either way, it's he's horseshit, so I I don't support him. And you're like, okay, well, I do, and I'd be like, well, I don't want to talk to you anymore because you you're part of that, you you know f- you know you feed into his um, success and you promote him or you support him, so I don't want anything to do with you. I think that's what a cancel culture type of a person is to me yeah
1: very uh amateur irrational sporadic way of handling uh, another human being in terms of their mind and respecting just somebody's mind or opinion that's that's the fucking the funniest part of all this is like we live in the western world where we pride ourselves in the freedom of speech and our own beliefs yeah and it's just like if you're not with us you're against us type shit exactly but the shit that that drives me insane we want to cancel all these people guilty until proven innocent essentially is how we're moving about it but mm-hmm. the people that go digging for tweets from 10 years ago yeah it's and they're like hey you said this 10 years ago yeah, that's soft fuck yourself and it's like what were you doing 10 years ago it's are you the same milk.
0: fucking person?
1: Yeah. Do you
0: want to be the same person you were in high school? Exactly. When you were trying to. The fuck? It's so easy to throw stones from a distance or, like, you know, like, to even to go deeper into that. It's so easy to. For these people to condemn someone off of, you know, some mistakes. And I'm like, okay, certain ones are inexcusable. But, like, there are some people that are um, fully, like, digging, digging deep for a reason to get mad. And I think it's like a lack of. Um, emotional management, mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah, if, if you have a different opinion me uh, opinion than me, then we're not friends. Or for like you know, they can't handle it. Um, they get really emotionally led into um, turmoil. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: how am I like? How are people supposed to change, and how is the world supposed to progress? Yeah, exactly. You didn't have that starting point of of like in a timeline of I said this, but I was wrong. And I now believe this. I've changed my perception yeah.
0: or my opinion on that. It's also fine to be wrong sometimes. I think it's healthy to be wrong sometimes. you find sometimes.
1: Out when you're wrong versus right. Exactly. But people, make the
0: judgment. People can't admit it. It's definitely like an ego thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people think ego is cockiness, right? No. But I think ego is definitely more like... Deep seated. You're feeding, you're essentially
1: that whole term of feeding. Well, ego is
0: like, I think to me, what ego is is like when you're so self absorbed or self entangled, (laughs) you know, like where all you're thinking about is living in your own head and like how you look in the eyes of other people and how it can benefit you. How you can, how it can benefit you. But then I think like even just like being so wrapped up and living in your own head, not really understanding that, hey, there might be other answers or you might actually be wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I think someone's ego is just really self-absorbed. It's a very egocentric quality, like when they can't really empathize. I think it's also a lack of empathy, it's ego.
1: It's a lack of empathy and just stubbornness of not wanting to, yeah, yeah. empathize and see other perceptions yeah. on what they're thinking because they feel vulnerable in that sense. So they want to just put up this wall. Here's my opinion. Here's the wall. And you're not allowed to... Uh, holes
0: in it. Yeah, or I'm I'm triggered, or I, I need a safe space. I'm offended. It's like, okay, I get under, like, we have to, like, evolve, and we have to start taking mental health and you know, like, empathy into consideration, but it's, like, a messy time right now where people are finding their footings, and then some people are trying to encroach on other people's opinions and whatever, so it's, like, a messy time, and I feel like next year, and like, the year after that, and the year after that, it'll be a little bit better. Like, Mm. I think right now we're in a, a place where we're just trying to tidy everything up as a society.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because we talk about the lack of empathy, but, like, how did these levels of sensitivity and, like, respecting this person or including this person become a thing? It was because empathy existed. Yeah. But it's gotten so far off the spectrum. The empathy that enabled them to say, I'm offended or I don't feel included in this, include me, has, they don't even acknowledge that empathy anymore. So they're like completely drawn on the other side of the spectrum with it now. I find that ironic.
0: Yeah. And it's also, I think, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, but sometimes I think it's generational. Um, Not always, but like a lot of the vocal social justice warriors, I'm going to like, you know, are like the people that are really triggered really easily they've never actually experienced like real confrontation, like confrontation where they were fearful of. It's like, they've never had repercussions of saying what's on their mind. And it's like, I'm, I'm, that shouldn't really be the case as we move forward. But mm. I grew up in a time and I'm sure you, you could share this, these same certain experiences where if you said something out of line, you probably get slapped for it. Or like, you know, it's going to be more of a physical thing in the schoolyard or whatever. And now everyone's like, we have to use our words, which I agree with, but I think it's also like a different path of learning and different experiential, like foundation that some of us have. And I'm not saying it's, I don't, like, I'm not trying to come from a righteous point of view, but like, it's just different. Like when someone's never been tested or even like in an argument, for instance, and they've, it's always been one-sided, like they get so out of control when like their, their theories are being tested or questioned, right?
1: they're speaking they're not listening yeah and that's a pro i think it's when we talk about generational we have to look at the information age and all this access to information and everybody's suddenly becoming an expert on no something was, yeah and they just throw out these terminologies yeah they're labeling somebody everything. of what you just said would be like you're a socialist you're this yeah. and They'll just firing off box. all these labels on yeah. you. yeah that's what trying I to I put you stand. in a box and then the fun part about it is you can say something on the other side of the spectrum And then they're calling you something else now. Exactly. So there's never any, like, defiant argument from them. It's just, like, this ongoing, like, hatred towards your perception. Yeah. In, like, passive-aggressive way.
0: Yeah. It's really weird. Some people might, you know, be offended that I even follow certain accounts. Like, I actually appreciate Steven Crowder. And probably people are probably, like, listening to this, they're like, fuck you, dude, he's an asshole, or I... But you know what? Sometimes I watch his stuff and I get entertained by it. I, don't, In political terms, I don't really like call myself anything. I like to just, I don't really want to pick a side. I don't like, don't force me onto a side. I like to like hear different things. I agree with some of the left. I agree with some of the right. But like, you know what I mean? That's why I like watching this guy stay pretty calm. Whether he's wrong or right. I'm, I feel like he, he backs up a lot of his arguments with facts. But I could be wrong. But the people that get really like, Fired up with his stuff It's just because He's staying so calm So it's like an emotional war At that point
1: The lines blurred In terms of Having a conversation Or borderline argument Or an actual argument With somebody That wants to cancel you Or Falls in that spectrum Of Labeling you Without knowing Like where you stand Or Just Out of uh, A phrase Or a sentence You just said Yeah There is no like Level of There's no level of respect. First of all, it's just like I don't respect you. I don't respect your opinion. Here's my opinion. Go fuck yourself. Or let's say like some like hurtful shit or some dumb shit. It's just like how do, how do we expect to converse, meet in the middle? Exactly. Like, nobody's trying to like say you're absolutely right, absolutely wrong, or whatever. But just so I can respect your opinion and you can respect my opinion mm-hmm. based off of facts instead of emotion.
0: That's it. 2020 is, how do you say? A lot of people say that they're canceling 2020, which (sighs) I think is is hilarious. I was just thinking too, I was like, man, I remember like in April when COVID was like full force, Mm -hmm. this pandemic was in full force mode. I was like, hey, man, we might as well start making plans for countdown New Year's Eve 2021. Just fucking be optimistic. Like, what's everyone up to for New Year's Eve? (laughs) Because this whole year is getting kind of kiboshed
1: yeah but at the same time we still try to make the most of it
0: hell yeah we find other ways to do things that we can't do i feel like a lot of us well i mean this is very general generally speaking but the people that i've been speaking to and connecting with throughout you know the pandemic um they've been doing things that they haven't done in a long time myself included or like just doing things that they really enjoy and like I think the whole workplace is going to be shifting a little bit the whole landscape of that is going to look a little bit different moving forward which is yeah. not necessarily like who knows no one really knows but people are starting to accept that which is kind of, it's kind of cool it's like a yeah. very um, unprecedented moment in history
1: Here, I'm walking by the park I see casual games bocce ball just being yeah. played like casual bocce yeah. not mad you can't get mad people, at People, like, ancient games I haven't seen to this day that's it, man. happening. It's a beautiful thing. Seeing parks filled with people, like, that's, like, a new thing.
0: People are going back <laughs> to basics, which is nice. I think we yeah. needed that. We needed the world to slow down. It's weird because there's this
1: level of social distancing, but there's, I feel, more social socializing happening now than ever before in terms of, like, common areas like parks or other areas because yeah. people have been locked up or quarantined for so long they're like I'm dying to fucking connect with other yeah. human beings and just being outside and I can't speak on everybody but there's another level of like just appreciating the outdoors and getting fresh air and sunlight like, yeah yeah. without
0: the stress of um like getting to the office traffic yeah and all that stuff yeah. like it was a hard reset it was a rude awakening I, I ain't mad at it man like I'm whatever I kind of think the world needed it but I also wanted to mention that uh, I remember telling you maybe a couple of weeks ago when we, uh, when we went on a bike ride I had this crazy um, sleep paralysis dream right yep. and Jenna was away she was out uh, you know she was visiting family back home in London and she was away for the week and we had just come back from camping And I fell asleep like two nights after we went camping or whatever and I just remembered this is the crazy scariest sleep paralysis session that I've or, that has happened to me in a long time. Cause I get sleep paralysis somewhat often. It's fucking weird. I've had it since I was a kid and then the odd time I'll get it. But this one time was memorable because I just the feeling was a lot more scary and it like, was way more visual. Cause usually when I get it, I feel like I'm paralyzed, of course, and I can see the room around me and I feel like something is really close on its way to come in and get me and fucking abducting me, right? I would just disappear off the earth. Out of this realm right and then but usually i I never see it i only feel it and then i wake myself up like i muster up all the strength in my body to like kind of snap out of it usually happens but then this time uh and this is again i'm speaking back to about two and a half three weeks ago when i was telling you this one time it was like i actually saw something that was so fucking scary It was this like demonic old woman. She looked maybe like Middle Eastern. And this is not like a racist thing. It was just, I'm just trying to explain visually what I saw. Don't cancel Hefe. Yeah, don't cancel me guys. So I saw this woman in like black garb. She was rushing. She rushed around the corner of my bedroom and just fucking with like, her mouth was like two feet wide open and she had like these teeth and she was like pale as fuck and like these scary eyes. I can't explain it, but she rushed right over to me and then I snapped out of it. She was so close, pretty much like she was already making contact with me and I woke up. But every time, sometimes I like to scare myself, especially when I get stoned. It gets into my head. I'm like, what if that was just like a progression for, for the demon to get closer to snatching me up? Having said that, two nights ago, I had crazy sleep paralysis again. What? Yeah, dog. This just
1: in. <laughs> just <a dick.
0: laughs> yeah, Jenna was beside me and whatever. Like, this has happened before, but... It, this time, oh, I had a different experience. Oh, Jensky was here too. Yeah, Jenna okay. was beside me. That's but cool. this time, I had a different experience. So I was sleeping on my back. And every time I have sleep paralysis, I can sense it coming. I can sense it, like, but it's already almost either too late or I'm, like, slipping too far that I can't really move. So I, it started happening to me again. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Let's, let's see what happens. Because I'm testy too. Sometimes I like to see what happens. Mm. And then... I couldn't see anything, but the feeling was different this time. It was more in my chest. It was more anxiety. And dude, okay, get this. I was on my back and I felt like it was getting stronger and stronger. And I felt my fucking chest arching upwards. Like I felt like something was lifting me up. It was so scary. Like my back was arching. And then I was like, I had to muster up all the strength in my body to like snap out of it. Cause I was like, if I let go. I'm so scared that I'll just disappear And I'll be on fucking unsolved mysteries I'll be in a different I'll be in the upside down That's what it felt like Yeah And I didn't see anything But I just I I can It was all of my other senses were In tune And I feel like the next one's not gonna be so nice Dude this is uh This is big news man So Guys if I disappear one day This is just my recording I'm just fucking letting y'all know Okay I'm the chosen one guys I'm couple, a fucking chosen couple one.
1: questions for the chosen one. So you told Jenna this. Told Jenna this, yeah. What did she, she gets, have to? She say? gets freaked out of this
0: stuff. What did she have to say about it? Mm, I mean, she's like, "Holy shit, that's scary." Um, did you wake
1: her up like, at, like after it happened? No, or? I didn't wake her up. Okay, just, so I,
0: she was still sleeping. I'm the type of person that just shrugs it off after and like okay. sees what happened the next day. But
1: yeah, okay. um, do you burn sage?
0: No, no, I would. Okay. I'm gonna give you some sage, to verb. Ah. That's the look uh, on your face right now. You're like, yo, it's been nice knowing you. Dude. Yeah,
1: man. Um, that's fucking crazy, bro. Dude,
0: I feel like I'm in a fucking uh, a, the next Netflix fucking scary movie. Yeah,
1: it sounds like Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, I don't know because I used to really think it was like religious or like maybe about to be possessed or be abducted. Mhm. And I remember you and I had like a kind of a debate or a, a conversation mm-hmm. about you know what you think it is, what I think it is, and then how over the years. I think this came with the territory, but me being scared of supernatural or paranormal things, I wanted to eradicate those beliefs because I grew up in Filipino culture where it was common to really scare your kids out for discipline, right? To like tell them that, oh, they're going to take you if you don't behave. You know, like the ghosts are going to get you. I don't ever want my kid to feel like that. So I tried to eradicate those senses of being kind of a scaredy cat um, when I was like just after high school because I was like, I don't want to be a scaredy cat, you know and I don't want to be a pussy so After I started training Muay Thai and martial arts. I got a lot more confidence. I started challenging certain things So every time I did have sleep paralysis. I just let it go and see what happened. Nothing ever happened So I, I tried to like really wear that bravery So now I still have a little bit of that with me and now it's I've become more skeptical that it's a demonic thing or it's like um, a ghost or an abduction happening. I mean I don't know if I'm right or wrong I have no idea but I like that that's where I that's where I want to plant my feet where I'm like it's a part of me now to to not to either face it or to just be like fucking let's see if it actually is I'll challenge it and like I don't know my dad told me to do that when he was because he said he did that when he was younger and it mm. worked for him and he's never been scared after that mm. and it's been working for me but you know every, t- every once in a while I get this little thing I'm like oh fuck that's kind of scary but then I just kind of I dish it out of my mind after that. So you told your dad about it then? Um, like What, sleep paralysis? Yeah,
1: like what you experienced, like what you um, just said on here?
0: I think, yeah, like we him and I have talked about, I haven't talked to him about this recently, but I've talked to him about sleep paralysis before. He used to get it too. Okay. And that's where my theory came from. He told me what his theory was, right? A lack of oxygen. Because mm. it always happens when I'm sleeping on my back and my pillow is a bit propped up too high. So I feel like it cuts off oxygen in my my throat like leading to my head so i feel like it interrupts my sleep rhythm so that's what i think that's what i feel and that's what i believe it is because every time i do get sleep paralysis um i just turn to the side and it doesn't happen again because it's just it's my head and my neck or my head is not cranked in a weird position that's just where i what i believe now yeah but i mean i remember you were saying something because you know we were having a debate what we thought it was or what we believed it was. <laughs> a
1: casual debate outside, like yeah, rabba, outside my, yeah, Star like Bank a rabba, yeah. It was <laughs> like good though. Eleven p.m.
0: Because you're like, okay, well, I'll send you all these resources. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've I've seen a lot of these sleep paralysis beliefs, you know, like YouTube videos and different articles, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, that shit's scary. Like, there's like pictures of this demon sitting on your chest, and like, yeah, I I don't know what it is. I think it's scientific. That's what I. That's where I choose to plant my feet, but I mean, up for discussion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yep. again, if I end all up disappearing. All that, uh, was...
1: nah, you're not disappearing, man. Fuck that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have some articles and uh, some other assets I'm going to be yeah. packaging up for you. Packaging that up, man. How do I say this? Connections with like quantum theory Okay are happening yeah. where you're fusing like science and spirituality so you're still getting, you're still um, backing up like actual theories with facts and tests that have been done on the mind. I'm not too deep into like sleep paralysis and everything around that, but from what I got of out of it and what you told me
0: before, I think it's it's very very interesting. It's like a really um, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for, but it's a very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, it's an interesting thing to think about because also it's like you also already kind of know that the answer will never really be proven until who knows when because I mean you can believe in quantum theory you know keyword theory I can also believe in scientific theory theory mm-hmm. you know I mean, no one really even now you look up sleep paralysis there's theories there's never a, a proven thing they're kind of like dreams right because when things happen our sleep cycles you can go to a sleep clinic and They'll put, like, a scientific explanation or whatever. But if you also believe in the quantum physics and stuff, I mean, who mm-hmm. knows? That could also be right. So but it's there's, like,
1: like, actual tests done, like, studies done on the mind that we can get into on, like, a different episode if you want or
0: whatever. Yeah. Yo, but guys, shout out, comment if you, guys, yeah. if you guys want us to continue, like, a part two of this. Because I know some people out there can relate to this. Of course. Yeah.
1: But the whole thing about, like, who knows... Like, when you say that sometimes, it's kind of, like, shitting on people that have, like, studied and, like, proven certain shit. So it's, like... But what have they
0: proven? This is where I I become... That's
1: where, like, we can actually sit down and we can go through specific studies that have been done. Right. To prove that that shit exists. Because, like, yeah, yeah, we can just say who knows all the time with everything, but certain things we have to know. Like, that's kind of, like, how humans have got to this point where we're at now okay if we were all just philosophers and shit nothing would really happen
0: so if i wanted to know what my sleep paralysis was all about i can find the answer of course okay yeah who do i talk to about that or who do i talk to (laughs) to prove me wrong that it's not a scientific or physiological thing
1: i don't have that answer man i my whole thing is giving you the information and the knowledge and you creating your own truth from that I can't dictate or show you to a specific shaman that has all the answers you know what I mean
0: okay so but what tests are you referring to like things that have been tested if things that I've been shitting on what tests have I been shitting on saying that I can't get into the specifics of the tests on here okay well we can do the part two because this yeah. is I'm down with it I'd yeah. love to see those things I'm like I'm into it. But as, as it stands right now, where I, where I kind of, where I lie is like, I think it's scientific or it's, I think it's like a physiological thing, but mm-hmm. I'm into the idea of learning about what it, what else it could be. Of course. How, have you ever had, have you had sleep paralysis?
1: I had it one time when I was uh, 17. I was in, um, I was with my mom at the time and I had like a small bedroom, probably like the size of this living room. And it's not that small, dog. It's actually smaller than this. <laughs> this is it a pretty, pretty like, big living room, Yeah. Because It was kind of like an out-of-body experience at the same time. Yeah. I was laying on my bed, laying on my back, and my face was up towards the ceiling. I was just laying there, and it looked like a security camera footage or something because I could see my body laying on the bed, but my perspective was in the corner of my room. I couldn't give you like the duration of how long this happened for, but I would bound, it would it'd be like panning cameras, like how directors do on like news stations or sporting events where like camera two, camera four, I kept going back from like, let's say there's a camera in the, the top corner of my, my living room here and me laying down, it would go from me laying down, looking at my body, not being able to move. And then it would go back over to like that camera, looking at my body. And I was just like, I couldn't speak. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And this happened, it felt like it happened for an hour. I don't know how long it happened for. It was such a weird feeling of like helplessness and and being like uh, ignorant, like not knowing what the fuck is happening. Was like it a
0: buildup though? Like, did you feel like a weird sense of anxiety building up?
1: No, so the, oh, the okay. weird part is like, I just woke up in the middle of the night, it felt like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. I just opened my eyes and I went to like move, and I couldn't fucking. And then I look, and my body's just like laying there, and I, I'm trying my hardest to fucking move. At one point, I'm just like laughing in my mind. I felt like,
0: because I, I. And then oh. the perspective changed. So you I, didn't feel scared or anything? No. See, every time I have sleep paralysis, I feel like there's a demonic thing coming for me. Yeah, that's that's what's what scares interesting. the shit out of me. Yeah. There's always something that gives me hardcore anxiety. Like it always builds up. Like I can always feel myself slipping deeper into helplessness. Mm. And then like, I feel like I can sense something is so close coming after me and it's literally around the corner and it's fucking about to take me. That's what it's, it's kind of, you know what it reminds me of? Um, that movie, the fourth kind. Yes. Where I think the third, the second or third kind of encounter they're talking about is like when they actually show up, but they don't take you when it's like, Good god. I have fucking goosebumps right <laughs> oh, now just man. talking about it and thinking about it. Like that's why I say like everyone has different experiences or different types of sleep process cuz every time I've talked about it with someone I, Jenna said she's got it a couple of times before but and when you say it, it's like mm. it's a different experience for mm-hmm. different people. Mm-hmm. And like even I think my dad can um can like relate in terms of the way it is. But um yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I've researched it too before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And that's why I say who knows because I haven't looked at the, I've done minimal research, but mm-hmm. I haven't looked at certain other theories.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, um, have you ever, like what you felt in that sleep paralysis, have you ever felt that, having that fear of like something around the corner?
0: Maybe a little bit. Like when I was like, When my senses were heightened, when I was actually like scared or nervous, when there was, uh, when there was, like, um, when I can sense danger, when I can sense risk, and shit's about to pop off, you know, like, say if you're in like a, in like a big group, and there's a, I don't know if this has ever happened, but like, in like group fights, you know, like in high school, like in a group, and then like you can feel the energy in the air, it's tense, and like it's just that moment before a big scrap happens mm. it's kind of like yeah. that
1: Yeah. okay so there's that like heightened sense of
0: heightened sense yeah and i feel like it's i feel it's them differently sometimes like i remember once i had sleep paralysis this was like 2013 yeah, yeah 2012 2013 and i was living in my mom's basement at the time and um i just i was getting sleep paralysis but instead of like Feeling like something was coming for me I can I can I, I felt like something was coming for me But I can also hear something I heard like almost like A deep voice Kind of like Just like getting louder and, and closer and, and it was just like Yo Damn <laughs> Someone's coming I'm the chosen one bro yeah. I'm the fucking chosen that's fucking,
1: one That's wild
0: But hey I don't know man We'll see Yeah It's an interesting subject for sure
1: did you ever have any like scary theory, like when you were a kid? Obviously, growing up Catholic, and being like possessed. you said, that was that was yeah. the thing. It was
0: like being there was an exorcism about to happen. Mm. That's what I was, you know, that's what I was scared of, right? Yeah. But weirdly enough, when I was younger, I remember I used to tell my mom like what would happen, like when I was six, seven, probably even younger than that, because I remember when I first started getting it, we were living in my grandparents' basement. So it was me, my mom, my dad, and I think my sister was just born. So I was like around five four or five. And I remember like not being able to move and then telling my mom about it. And she's like, and this is when we were like living with my grandparents. So she's like, you know what you do, do the sign of the cross. And I'm like, well, I can't move. She's like, well, even just act it out in your, when you're dreaming and just try that. And I think for about six or seven years of my childhood, that actually worked and snapped me right out of it. And I was like, cause I, I you know, I've my whole life I've had sleep paralysis. I've got sleep paralysis on occasion and I remember that worked for a while, and I haven't, you know, I haven't been really practicing any type of religious lifestyle at all, right? I don't even pray anymore. Um But then I just, I think once I tried it, like probably like just after high school, and like I don't think it even worked. Like I couldn't, I didn't have the faith in me. You know what I mean? I didn't have that, be- that's I didn't have that belief. That's That's
1: the interesting thing you just said is the act, but at the same time, it was a belief, an internal belief that warded. Whatever the fuck it was, mm. away from you or got you out of that state. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Now I feel like I'm in a fucking uh, exorcism movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ag-
1: this is just gonna be an exorcism podcast. Oh, God, I'm getting forward. scared. Whoever's you're listening to this, us know if you are scared.
0: You know, just be honest. We're gonna, you're gonna get exorcism
1: victims on our, on our, as our guests. Can anybody relate? Those
0: stranger Things. If anybody out there can relate, you gotta connect with me and we gotta beat this shit together. <laughs> This is, this is the real Monster Squad. Fucking this AA. is the Lost Boys crew. This is the fucking <laughs> 80s, Boys. The 80s movies, scary bonanza fucking... Tap dance extravaganza. Crew right here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we gotta beat this shit together. Call the Ghostbusters up. Scared. Shit, man. son. I don't know, I mean... Either way, I don't know. It's like a good welcome back podcast. I feel <laughs> like we were a little rusty. I mean, what else hey, you got? I don't really have much, man. Either way, it's good to be back. It's great to be back. Um, we've had a couple of meetings. Sorry for the wait. Yeah, sorry for the wait, guys, guys and gals. We, uh, we don't to get some, canceled. Include. Yeah, we had some uh, <laughs> stuff to take care of during COVID, like life. We had to yeah. like, get back to re- back to life, back yeah. to reality.
1: Align our chakras.
0: That's it. Not get possessed. <laughs> Yo, I'm scared, yeah, man. man. I'm gonna. Get, if I get sleep paralysis tonight, fuck it. Dude. I'm just gonna like let it take me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where I go. Yeah.
1: See the what the hell like they demigorgon? call that thing in the demigorgon?
0: fuck that man, <sighs> fuck that, like what even happens? shit, I don't know, man
1: that's, that's scary. something i've I've actually um had interest in then it fell off was lucid dreaming,
0: yeah, I've heard of that, yeah,
1: that's like when you actually like try to have like really crazy fucking dreams, so
0: get some d m t in you <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that shit, but yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I I think if I start to believe in it being paranormal or supernatural, then it'll just it won't do me any good. Like it'll just fucking freak me out hard. Mm. So where I again, I've probably said this thirty times in the Mm. podcast already, but where I'm choosing to (laughs) just stay is like, I think it's physiological. Sure. Maybe it's denial. Fuck you. (laughs) Just kidding. Not you, the listeners. Yeah, yeah. We're all friends here. It is what it is. It is what it is, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna hook you up with some sage. Yo, give me that sage, bro. I'm, I'm not trying to. Up, I'm not trying to get taken, man. Yeah, man I got fuck shit that. to shit to that.
1: Fuck that bitch. Whoever's, oh shit, it's actually like ending on, on here too. FDB. <laughs> yeah, man. So.
0: All right. Well, until the next time. Thank you, everyone. Time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, it's good to be back, and uh, we got some some. Some good stuff in store for the near future. We've, uh, you know, we're trying to roll on this stuff, so we're trying to plan and organize a bit better. So yeah. yeah. Until next time, friends, wizard people, cancelayers. What do we say again? Remember to get oh, has it been sweat? that long? It has get your beaks wet. Let your hair down and get your beaks wet.
1: Yeah. Nah, something it's wet. Been a while.
0: Wet your beak. We had a, like a closeout. Wet out. your beak. beak. Alrighty, friends, comrades, pals, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you dig the content and want to stay in tune with what we've got going on in our personal and very private lives, tough luck. Just kidding. You can certainly follow us on our Instagram page. The handle is at BNTR.CAST. Or don't. Do what you want. It's your life. Just saying. If you have a topic in mind or want to be a guest on the show, you know, come hang out, chop it up, jump out of a cake, shoot us a message at hello at createbanter.com. So thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Peace.